It's the L.A. Zoo. We fought with the flow. We let niggas know that it's new. It's the L.A. Zoo. We fought with the flow. We let niggas know it's the king of the jungle when I can't be tamed. Take you all the way to the millennium reign. Yo, yo, welcome to Crypto 101. This is Matthew Aaron. And you've always thought about getting into mining. But you have to go buy equipment. You have to go buy the rig or the the GPUs and the ASIC miners, the ant miners, this, that, and the other thing. Then you have to connect them all together, put them in a place in your house. You have to figure out the, you know, the programs and software, and then you start mining. But does any of us have the time to deal with that? Does anybody have the space in their house to deal with that? I mean, mining is loud. It's hot. It's expensive. And the rewards are getting smaller and smaller. Now, of course, that's depending on what coin you're going to mine, but it's a risk. Large investment for a hopeful payoff after so much time. So when you're getting into this and you start thinking about mining, you see this thing called cloud mining, and it sounds really appealing. But is it profitable? Is it legit? And is it even worth it? Well, that's what we're going to look at today on Crypto 101, is we're going to look at cloud mining and see if it's actually worth it to get into it. But before we talk about cloud mining, we're going to talk about Ponzi schemes. Because we hear this in cryptocurrency a lot. Everybody says Bitcoin is a Ponzi scheme. And I, I don't really believe that anymore. Um... Well, that's a longer story and a different conversation, honestly. But in brief, a Ponzi scheme is investing into a company, investing into something that could exist, could not exist, maybe non-existent, and you're getting quick returns from that investment. But those returns are not being paid off of the profits or the success of this thing that you invested in. It's getting paid off by the latter investors. So, for example, I pay in a buck to invest in something. We collect $100 from 100 different people to invest in something. The person who's collecting this money goes to the other investors and say, hey, well, we already collected $100 because everybody believes in this something that we're, we're making. So he says, why don't you invest $2? And he collects $200 from 100 people. Well, that $200 is now, let's just say 150 of it, is now getting paid directly to the first investors and the next investors are waiting for their money well now he takes the 100 and 200 and now he, he says we collected 300 dollars, and he goes to new investors and says hey i'm raising funds again and we need three dollars per person for 100 people and he takes that three dollars and he pays a little bit to the first guys and the second guys and now he has you know all this the the, the other guys waiting for their investment but it's just you know a trickle down of Money that keeps getting paid to the last investor. That is a Ponzi scheme. And Ponzi schemes were made by Charles Ponzi. His name was actually Charles Ponzi. There's a guy named Charles Ponzi, but he went by many aliases. He was an Italian swindler, as Wikipedia calls him, con artist in the United States and Canada. He perfected this swindle, this scheme. It's not the first time this has been done. But he's the one that made it popular. He's the one that, that really killed it. Let's just say he killed it. During his swindles, during his Ponzi scheming, he raised 
and schemed from investors about $20 million. And this is in the 1920s, which in today's terms is $255 million. So for being a revolutionary of, of cheating people and being a complete asshole, he did pretty well for himself. Now, I'm talking about Ponzi schemes not because I say cloud mining is a scheme or a Ponzi scheme, but it is something that you see online enough when you search cloud mining that you might want to be aware of what a Ponzi scheme is, and most people are. But knowing what it is and putting it into context of cloud mining, you see how easy it is for an online cloud mining service to be a Ponzi scheme, to collect money from investors and kick them back out as forms of um, Bitcoin payments or your mining rewards. So it's something to keep in mind how easy it is to be schemed or tricked while cloud mining. But let's go into what cloud mining is. First, there are three kinds of cloud mining or collective mining. There's hosted mining, virtual hosted mining, and leased hashing power. Now, least hashing power is the one that we're usually associated with cloud mining, the ones that we're most familiar with. But let's go through the other ones first. First is hosted mining. Now, hosted mining, you're going to either buy or lease a machine from, say, a company. Let's just say X company has a warehouse and ASIC miners. You can buy ASIC miner from X company at certain price, put said miner into their warehouse, and then you and everybody else that has set up this system is sharing electricity and cost in this warehouse. So that's hosted mining. Now, of course, it could be bought from there. It could be leased. They could have made all the miners already there in the warehouse and just have a shit ton of miners. And they say, okay, well, mine, you know, and miner number 47 is now Matthews because he's leasing it. And he's just going to mine with it and it's going to be there and we're going to pull our resources and mine and he gets paid. There's virtual hosted mining. Now, virtual hosted mining is kind of like installing your own um, mining software on somebody else's hardware. So basically, it's kind of like getting, I think it's like getting parallels on my MacBook Pro and I'm partitioning the server or my hard disk and running different programs within the same hard disk. So the depending on how many people are going to be in this, you can partition it many different ways and run, you know, there could be, you know, X amount of people or they can allocate you, you know, X amount of processing plus RAM, whatever to do your 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 work. But you're basically just, you know, working within your OS with a partitioned server um, to mine coins. So finally, there's least hashing power and least hashing power is buying a certain hash rate to mine with. So you go online and you register and you pay X amount of money for usually it's a contract, either one year, two years. Some people had lifetime. We'll go into that in a minute. And then you use that hash rate that you buy for a set amount of time. For example, you buy one mega hash and you mine at that hash rate for the duration of your contract. Like I said, it's one mega hash you're mining for when you're at one mega hash unless you upgrade or one giga hash and you're mining at one giga hash until you upgrade or your contract expires. Um, and that's what you're doing is you're just purchasing a certain hash rate and that hash rate 
that you want to purchase or you should purchase is dependent on what coin you're mining. For example, if you're mining an ASIC coin, for example, Bitcoin or Litecoin, you're going to need to have a, a lot of hashing power to mine that coin. Um, other ones are less and they use different algorithms. Therefore, you can get away with a mega hash or a giga hash or, you know, somewhere in between. So that's what least hashing power is. You're actually sitting on your computer. You pay somebody money to mine at a certain rate because you paid for it. That's where the tricky part comes in. Are they mining with the hashing rate that you purchased? Are you sure that you're getting your giga hash that you bought? Real quick, pros and cons to cloud mining. The pros to cloud mining is it's quiet. That's very obvious. It's not at your home. Mining is loud, super loud. You can go on YouTube, see any of these people that with mining rigs, and you can hear it. It, it's, it hums. Your house is cooler. Mining puts out a lot of heat. Of course, if you have a basement, you just stuff it in your basement. Hopefully, your basement is far enough from your bedroom and the, you know, the heat ducts don't go straight up to it. And you won't be able to hear that hum while it's in the basement. But it is, well, you know what? In the winter, if you're somewhere in the winter, it could generate nice, nice heat for some of your house. Anyway, there's no added electricity cost to your bill. So you don't have to worry about that. Most mining companies, cloud mining companies, put that in at a fixed rate when you sign your contract. So they say, we're going to charge you X amount for the cost of the electricity, maintenance, and other things, and you're going to keep your profit. Uh, you don't have to buy and sell equipment. There's no ventilation problems where you have to you know, really worry about your equipment overheating because you have it stuffed in the basement behind you know, your old baseball cards or something. That's something you don't have to worry about. And you don't have to risk waiting for your equipment. That's a big pro. If you go into uh, Bitmain and try to buy an amp miner, you're not going to get that thing shipped for a couple months. And if they ship it after a couple months, then it takes a month or so to get here because it's coming from China, wherever you're, wherever you're living. It's going it's to take a while. So then, you know, it's like three months or four months later, you have this and, well, now, you know, it's obsolete. <laughs> uh, sometimes another thing that you have to think about when you're ordering this equipment is sometimes, and I, Bitmain does not do this. This is one thing I have read online that they don't do, but some people do, is they sell you used equipment. So they build their rigs, mine with it, and then they're selling you their rigs that they've already mined with. So that's something to really, really look at. The cons of cloud mining, risk of fraud, Ponzi schemes. Will you really get the hash power? Are you really getting paid off of profits from, from mining? Or is it just other people signing up and you're getting a trickle down to make you happy? The mining operations are very, you know, anybody can put pictures on a website. This is our facility. Look at our warehouse. Look at all the mining rigs and, and ant miners we have lined up from wall to wall, floor to ceiling. Really? I mean, nobody's going to fly to Iceland to inspect, their, <laughs> to inspect the facilities. But really? You don't know. It's less fun. That's a thing. You mean some people really like to geek out, get a USB miner, get a Raspberry Pi, um, get some old you know, GPUs that you know, gamers don't want anymore, and just you know, geek out and set it all up, figure out how, you know, it's, it's a hobby. And maybe they, it's not about getting paid, but you know, 
half of the fun is just geeking out. You're going to get lower profits too because there's a lot of things that are going to be covered by the cloud mining service. And, you know, they have to maintain their costs. You have really lack of control and flexibility. So let's just say you want to, and I, I, I don't quote me on this, but if you're mining one and you want to start mining another, or maybe you just want to experiment with other things, it's very hard to, you know, just kind of flop around and kind of do your own thing. I mean, again, that's with not having your own equipment. Some people just don't like that, that caged in kind of feeling. And the last one, and this is a huge con, not only is the fraud a big thing, sometimes they will stop mining because it's not profitable. Sometimes their lifetime contracts or even their two-year contracts will not be lifetime or two years if they feel that they're not making profit or that it's not in their interest anymore. So you could be in a contract to get you, say, one giga hash, and then they just say, nope, we're not mining Litecoin anymore. The price fell to $18 from 60-something. It's not worth it. We're stopping operations until it becomes profitable again. And you're just like, what? You can do that? Yep, they can do that. My posse's on Broadway. Me and kids in station at home away from home in the black Benz limo with the cellular phone. I'm calling up the posse. It's time to get to ripping. I freaking eat sunroof to keep you suckers tripping. Everybody's looking. If you're jealous, turn around. The AMG kick keeps us closer to the ground. All right. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we know the pros and cons, and we're going to still kind of go into it. So what company do we go for? There are three main companies that I see that are doing this that are reputable. There's Hashflare slash Hashcoins. There's Genesis Mining. And there's Hashing24. Now, they all have their own kind of like payment systems, contract times, one year, two years, lifetime. Uh, They have some people calculate it by days, months. Uh, that you're paying for the hash rate. Some people do it for a year. You really got to go onto their site and really check them out. Most of them have a calculator to see if you're profitable. So you say, I'm going to buy X amount of, of hashing power to mine X coin. 
and let's just see how much I make per day. And then you can just take that by how much you spend and see when you're going to actually start making a profit and get your investment back. I'm going to go and tell you if it's profitable in about three minutes. But before that, I want to read to you something that Hashflare put out about their lifetime contracts and the delivery of the contracts. And this will kind of show you like what you might be able to get into and what you can expect at different case scenarios. So they write, Dear users, in connection with the globally changing market of cryptocurrency and cryptocurrency equipment, the terms of delivery, terms, and prices for ASIC miners change. Under terms of Clause 5s of the terms of use of Hashflare, the terms and prices of contracts of the SHA-256 and script will change. These are two algorithms, by the way, that uh, calculate the difficulty of mining the currency. They continue to say, All changes come in force on September 1st, 2017. The new price for the SHA-256 capacity will be $2.40 for 10 gigahashes. The new price for script will be $11.50 for 1 megahash, plus maintenance and electricity charges remain unchanged. Now, from what I read, this is the reply because of, again, you, you saw in the statement that they put out, the changing market of cryptocurrency. And this is affecting their lifetime contracts that they have. And this is, they are giving the lifetime contracts a bit of a window to change or upgrade or think about their service, but their service is changing. And, well, they can do that. Now, I don't want to lump Hashflare, Genesis Mining, and Hashing24 all into one service or one uh, practice, but we're just talking about cloud mining. So I don't know if Genesis Mining or Hashing24 is the same as Hashflare. I only saw this kind of thing for Hashflare, but it's something to think about when you're looking at their contracts because we're not going to read the fine print. We're going to agree to the terms and services. We're not going to look at, you know, paragraph five, subsection two. It's just not going to happen. So if they can change, that's that's a big deal. Or if they can suspend mining operations because something changes, that's also not a good thing. Things to consider when getting into these cloud mining services. Forking, halving, and difficulty versus price. So forking, let's just take the Bitcoin forks, for example, that just never seem to end these days. What coin are you mining when Bitcoin forks? What coins do you get when Bitcoin forks? Now, that's kind of pretty obvious when you say, what coins do you get? Do you get two coins if you're mining, say, Bitcoin? No, because these are new coins generated. They're not existing coins, say, in your wallet or in your exchange. But it's something to consider to understand what coin you're going to be mining, say, if Bitcoin forks to B2X, Bitcoin Gold, Bitcoin Silver. Are you going to be mining the original chain? Well, if you are, is that really what you should be doing? And there's no way to really tell or foresee the future with this. And is it going to be profitable to mine the Bitcoin Core chain? Or is it going to be more advantageous to mine the new Bitcoin 2X? The halving is something you want to consider. So if you sign up for a two-year contract, when does Litecoin have? That means the block reward is going down by half. So if you sign up 
let's just say a month before that, and you calculate your profit and losses based off of the current block reward, not knowing about the halving. Well, you're in a mining pool. Every time you guys get a, get a block, now you're getting half the Litecoin than you did before. Is this advantageous? Going to have to rerun your numbers. And then it's difficulty versus price is the last thing you have to consider as well. So now for the million Bitcoin question. Is cloud mining profitable? Well, yes and no. Yes and no. So from the website on Hashing24, I ran their calculator. And I put in, I bought $1,700 worth of hashing power. Um, it costs, well, actually at this time, it's 0.24 Bitcoin. It's 1,460 euro. And I got 5,000 giga hashes a second. That's with the block reward of being 12.5 uh, Bitcoins. And I put in the difficulty. I did not put the change in price or change in difficulty or anything like that. It's kind of very basic. So 1,700 US dollars for 5,000 giga hash. And per month, I would make $164. That's my net income. So it would take me about 10.2 months to pay back my initial investment. And then after that 10th month, I would make profit. But that's, of course, using a 7,200 Bitcoin price right now. Um, that's using the difficulty that's at right now and the block reward that's at right now. Let's just say if I change the price minus 30%, now it's looking a little differently. Now I'm looking at 100 bucks a month, and that's because Bitcoin went down in price. Now, I didn't change the difficulty. I don't know if the price of Bitcoin is going to go down, but you can see that it's going to take you about 10 months at this rate, a $1,700 US dollar investment to make your money back. So more of the story is, is it profitable? It could be, if you're lucky. But also, why don't you just go buy Bitcoin? If you have $1,700 and you think the price is going to go up, buy $1,700 worth of Bitcoin. What is that? What did we just say? 0.24 Bitcoin? Put it in the bank, put it in your wallet, and let's see if it goes up to 10000 Then you made some money. You're profitable. Do you think that you'll buy $1,700 in Bitcoin and in 10 months you'll see a profit? Well, if you think so, and it's a good, good case scenario that you will, why mine? Why cloud mine for such little profit? Just buy Bitcoin. One more thing about cloud mining I want to mention, which I think is super cool. It's not cool because you're not getting paid for it, but I think it's super cool because it's an awesome idea. But some of these ads and adware that you see pop-ups or whatever, and I heard JavaScript and these other things that are, you know, always blinking around on your, on your, in your browsers or on your desktop or whatever from certain sites, sometimes they're mining in the background and you don't even know it. You could be just there chilling on Yahoo News. Some kind of ad pops up. You don't close the window. I don't even know if you have to close the window, but it just kind of initiates some kind of cloud mining and starts using your GPU, just a little bit of it, or your CPU, just a little bit of it, in conjunction with everybody else that might have went to this website, might be on yahoo.com, not saying Yahoo is doing this, but say yahoo.com, thousands of hundreds of thousands of people that go on yahoo.com, 
and they just take a little bit of your GPU, a little bit of your CPU to mine. And this one dude sitting in his bedroom that was brilliant is now just raking it in. Well, I don't know if it's one dude. Maybe it's probably Yahoo doing it because they're just jackasses. But it's pretty, pretty cool. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed cloud mining. I hope that we covered the basics of what cloud mining is, learned a little bit about what Ponzi schemes are. And I don't want to be negative on cloud mining. Uh, so please do your own research. Go to the links are in the description for the different cloud mining companies uh, and other things that I've looked at for this episode. So go to the description. You can see exactly what I saw. See where I got my information for this. And you can go play with their calculators on Genesis Mining or Hashing24 and do your own calculations to see what coins you can mine and if it's going to be profitable to how much money you're going to invest in it. Also, furthermore, we didn't really want to get into too many numbers with this episode. We just wanted to give a basic of what cloud mining is. I hope we did our job. always thank you for listening please email me at matthew at crypto 101 podcast.com you can find us on twitter at crypto underscore underscore 101 instagram crypto underscore 101 our facebook crypto 101 is open now you can just ask to join and come in let's grab uh, people and make conversations talk about crypto you know dog each other out about what they bought put up what you bought you know show them your profits show them your losses it just, let's just have fun there and um you know we're always looking for new team members people that join the team first want to say thank you to elise lamb she is the one that did the research for this episode she is our development director and she has been very crucial in getting a lot of the interviews lately and doing cloud mining research so thank you very much elise for that and of course a big shout out to kyle and ross who ross is kicking out the blogs lately he's been uh Kind of MIA lately, just to let you guys know, because his wife has him remodeling the bathroom in his house. See, crypto guys are, this is why I like crypto people. It's like, you know, you never, you never hear a Wall Street banker, you know, he's like, yeah, what'd you do? Oh, yeah, I spent the week, you know, remodeling my bathroom, putting in linoleum. But no, Ross was putting in linoleum. I hope they was using tile. He didn't tell me. But we asked him for pictures of the bathroom because he was like working on it for like three weeks, but hopefully he put in tile. I'm thinking linoleum. Ross, if you're listening to this, please send us pictures. Put them on. Put them in the Facebook group. Let's see that bathroom you did. This week I had to take it back a little bit with the hip hop. I grew up on hip hop. I love hip hop. We haven't heard much hip hop on this podcast yet, but I am starting to think that you know what I gotta start playing more. I'm not really into hip hop this these days because it, I don't like this era of hip hop, 90s, 2000s. Some people coming out right now are just really dope. Chance the rapper, I'm, I'm stoked on him, but other than that, I'm not really feeling it. So I had to go old school. So what we heard today, we heard "Threat" from the Friday soundtrack. If you've never heard the Friday soundtrack, listen to the Friday soundtrack. Sir Mix a Lot Posse on Broadway. This came out when I was in first grade. I had this album. My mom found it. It was parental advisory. She threw it away. Mom, she threw away my my, my Sir Mix a Lot. Buttermilk Biscuits was on that album. 
you kidding me? And Digital Underground featuring Tupac, same song. Digital Underground is probably one of the best hip-hop groups of all time. So underrated. Check them out. All of them from Sex Packets to Humpty Dance all the way into the future. They kept on producing. Their shit went under the radar. Listen to them. I'm super excited hearing this. Anyway, thank you very much. Uh, Matthew Aaron with Crypto 101. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.